Welcome to the Low Carbon Business Podcast, the home of future thinking enterprise. For the innovators, the dreamers, the grafters, the progressive entrepreneurs, business is changing. It's taking more responsibility for its impact on the environment. With smaller firms being a creative wellspring for this shift, more and more SMEs are showing that being green is good for business, as well as doing good for the planet. We discuss global challenges from a local perspective, explore green technologies, new business models and sustainable supply chains. Tune in for useful tips, insight and information about how to improve your bottom line whilst making a positive impact on the planet. Let's jump in. It's no secret that agriculture is having a massive impact on our planet. In fact, the farming sector accounts for around 10% of all UK emissions. Lowering this carbon footprint requires a change in farming practices and consumption habits, and that's the focus of Croup's Farm Shop and Cafe. The family-run business works hard to reduce food miles, food waste and plastic packaging, as well as rearing grass-fed livestock as a way to offset the carbon they produce. Owner and Managing Director Kay Kroots gives us an insight into the ethos of the company and their efforts to protect the environment for future generations. So my name is Kay Crute um, and I run and own Crute's Farm Shop at Duffield near Derby. Um, my involvement in the project stems back to 2020 when we accessed um, some grant funding to um, help us put some uh, new fridges into the farm shop. So six new fridges. And it was all about putting in fridges that um, basically had uh, doors on them. So effectively to try and help us uh, save uh, energy usage, basically. And um, yeah, it's been a big success. And thankfully so, especially in the current climate with energy costs the way they are. But that, that, was, uh, that was what our involvement was in the decarbonised project. So um, yeah. Fantastic. And that's amazing because actually that leads perfectly onto my first section. So the first section is all about saving money. But actually, we're going to start with energy. So what do you think are the main incentives for business businesses to invest in their energy efficiency? Okay. So the obvious one is is the cost price clearly has gone up massively. When, when we did the um, fridges, uh, we were able to uh, reduce our electricity bill by nearly half the amount. So we were paying about £30,000 a year um, and it went down to just over fifteen. So it was a massive reduction. Recently, clearly that's changed massively. And, and like everybody else, we've, uh, we've had a new cost price, which has been a big increase again. We've gone from paying 15 pence a unit to 40 pence a unit. Um, so a huge cost, but obviously the work that we've done on those fridges is, is going to help us towards that, clearly. And uh, we're just in the process of putting some new fridges in, actually just going to help us even more. Literally this week they're going in. Yeah, so it, it's a big thing in terms of trying to help us save money, as well as obviously doing the right thing from a carbon reduction point of view as well. I take it running a, a farm shop and cafe, refrigeration is a huge resource for you in terms of part of the, the systems and the process of running a, a cafe and farm shop but actually in terms of energy i'm sure it must take loads and loads of energy to keep all your food cool 
Oh, massively. I mean, we, we've got um, not only all the fridges and freezers actually in the shop, and then there's all the walk-in fridges and freezers behind whatever that stores and stuff. And so it is it is a huge cost to us. You know, the energy bill um, is going to be, say, not, sort of between 40 and 45 grand going forward now with the current prices. So a, a massive, uh, massive hike. So um, anything we can do to um, save that money, then you know, we're, we're trying to do that. So, yeah. It's really, it is really refreshing to hear that you're really investing into the long-term economics of the business. Because although I know I can imagine refrigeration is eye-watering in terms of the initial cost, but in this t- current climate, and if you're thinking about sustainability, you've got to think about long-term economics within your business. And it, I suppose it's and that short-term investment, I suppose, will pay dividends going forward, like you've just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know when you're looking at these kind of investments, you know, you're probably looking five year payback, perhaps even longer. But uh, it's absolutely the right thing to do. You can't just keep investing in the short term. You've got to have pots of money that allow you to invest in the short and the longer term. Um, and we try to think of it in that in that way. because It's the right thing from a kind of business financial point of view, as well as the right kind of thing from a sustainability point of view as well. So we try to kind of have pots of money effectively that allow us to do both to invest in the kind of here and now every day that we need to but also for the future as well yeah agreed and actually you mentioned then about short-term you know short-term effects or short-term thinking so this actually leads me into my next question quite well is is what apart from short-term thinking and, and maybe money what else stops businesses from investing into lowering their carbon footprint um, I think a lot of it is around uh, lack of knowledge. You know, don't get me wrong. Some of it I, I find personally very complicated um, and I rely on lots of people that have got more knowledge than me, whether it be networks or other businesses or other friends or whatever to try and help me. I mean, I'm literally just in the process of looking at um, solar panels at the moment. And there's a lot of technical stuff to kind of get your head around that I didn't really understand and know about. But thankfully, you know, there's been some people who've been really helping me because that's kind of our next plan is to, is to look at that. So there's the kind of like uh, knowledge and understanding of it all and working what is the right solution. And then obviously, you know, the cost of, of that as well. And that's another one of those things that we're sort of accessing our kind of longer term savings pot for because we know ultimately, even though it's going to be, you know, a few years um, in terms of paying back, it's it's the right thing to do for us in the long term. So uh, that's kind of the next next project. So in terms of energy usage, then, how did you originally audit what you were currently doing to make these changes? And how are you currently measuring your energy usage? So um, the decarbonised project helped us with understanding what our current carbon usage was. I mean, we knew what our energy uh, usage was in terms of kilowatt hours but in terms of I didn't know how to measure anything in terms of carbon the decarbonized program um, helped us helped us with that and helped us work out what we'd be saving from those fridges investments in terms of measuring carbon outputs now I, I still don't know that yet um, so that's still something that um, we're trying to find out and get some help on in terms of how to do that going forward so yeah Great. And you mentioned those numbers at the beginning. I'd like to kind of go over those numbers again. So tell me about the the amount of money that you've you've saved by making these changes. And what does that look like in the future, roughly in the top of your head? Yeah, so so when we did the project uh, back in 2020, um, say our annual bill was about £30,000. And then over the following 12 months with the introduction of the new fridges, 
then that took our electricity bill to just over 15. So I'd say nearly, nearly halved it. But our new bill with the new energy costs, I say, is going to go up to about 45 grand a year now because it's been such a huge hike like many other people. But hopefully the work we're doing on the counter fridges this week um, and then next in terms of the solar will then further you know, reduce that again. But I don't, I don't know. I can't scale that yet. So um, I know those two things are going to help massively. But to what extent yet, I'm not sure. So. Okay, fingers crossed on that. It sounds like you're doing all the right things. So it's it's really, really cool. Okay, um, this section I'm quite excited to talk to you about, actually. And it's all about, it's called doing the right thing, but it's all about being purpose-led. And from going over your website and knowing the information I've got about your business, it really feels like you're purpose-led in terms of your ethics, in terms of the way that you think about sustainability. And also, you know, the way that the, your, your produce and the way it's sourced and your and the and the animals everything that you do is sounds like you're very very ethical um where does this the ethical and the sustainable mindset where does it come from how did that start it's something that both um Steve my husband and I have always kind of been interested in it was very much led by um Steve initially he was the main driver behind it sadly um my husband passed away um in the summer of uh, 21 um and i very much want to continue that legacy both you know on the family farm and also um for our kids you know going forward too but i didn't know as much about it as he did you know i'm i'm kind of learning uh, along that journey but um he's done lots of things over the past few years in terms of you know sourcing as much locally and making as much homemade as we can down to reducing plastic packaging, down to trying to reduce our landfill, various things that he'd done over the time. The, the project on the fridges, kind of, I, I kind of champion, but he's done most of it. Um, and, and then now I'm looking into what we can do on the farm going forward as well. And, we, and we've got um, a project to do with um, hedgerows, for instance, coming up later this year as well. So, so we're looking at lots of different things, but originally it kind of came from Steve's passion going back, you know, many years, basically. So, um, yeah, no, it's amazing. And, I'm, you know, apologies for, for losing Steve um, and my heart goes to you, but it sounds like he's, le- he's left an amazing legacy and uh, and it's incredible the work that you're continuing to do. And, and it, that really does lead on about education, actually, because it's, it's, it's up to all of us, isn't it, to kind of learn how to almost go back to an older traditional way of life you know we, this these aren't the, the things that we do that we're trying to do aren't new they're just an old way that got forgotten about with just consumerism and the way that we live and um and what's incredible now and i suppose it's up to you now is to to try and create this blueprint of ethical and sustainable business and trying to keep passing it on down to next generation and and to your team and the wider network and i hopefully this podcast will help that you know that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is trying to understand older sustainable ways of of living but then mixed in with new technology and new ways of doing things and trying to show other businesses that there is a better way of doing things but not just better but it's actually more profitable as well okay so this actually leads onto this question quite well actually so how do we get other business leaders to think more ethically and sustainably it's down to many of the kind of well lots of different things i suppose that so there's uh, there's um extensive lots of different types of organizations out there that are supporting supporting this and um 
you know, I, I'm involved in a number of organisations. So whether it be local business networking organisations, such as the D2N2, such as uh, the Derbyshire Business Networking Project, whatever, down to um, ones that are specific to my industry, like the Country Landowners Association or the Farm Retail Association. And, and all those organisations are working together to kind of champion this agenda and to help and educate business owners. And so I think business owners have to get involved in that as well as reading up themselves and trying to learn and understand from each other. And also, to be honest with you, I mean, I've not been involved in it, but I know some of those organisations are partnering people up um, together as well to kind of help learn from each other on this kind of agenda as well. Um, certainly that happens quite a lot in our, in the Farm Retail Association, the local kind of business network that I'm involved in. So I think business owners can take a lot from learning from others through those type of organisations and, and, and helping, you know, trying to educate themselves about it, um, really. And I think at the end of the day, small steps make a big difference too. You know, and even if you just start with, you know, uh, reducing your landfill or or switching lights off or just, you know, or changing to LEDs or in small ways, it all makes a difference. And then you start, start off and then you, you know, keep going and improve things along, along the way. So that's kind of how we approached it. We approached it with small things, you know, even down to things like, I don't know, reducing the use of cling film in our kitchen. So we just, you know, started with small things and it's just built and built over, over the time, really. It's quite similar to just being a normal household, you know, um, behavior. Yeah. You know, you just change little things, stop using one thing, do a little, do a little bit. That's that's really interesting, actually, because I, I think when businesses approach this and they look at, you know, energy, travel, day to day, you know, supply chains, it can be overwhelming. So actually, I, I totally agree with you there. That is to focus on one thing first and just make incremental changes and then look at the next thing and so on. And before you know it, you know, you're doing lots of different things and you're learning and you kind of then you find your own way, then you start to do your own yeah. thing. Yeah. It has that it's that kind of compound effect that over time, smaller changes then lead to bigger things. So absolutely, absolutely. hugely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think I think that's what it's all about. And we're still chipping away at small things as well as doing the bigger things like the fridges investment. You know, I was talking to the team only recently about how we could reduce food waste even further i mean we don't have an awful lot of food waste because you know we can use things in the cafe that out the shop and you know we reduce things if we think things are going to be waste we reduce them and then hopefully customers and staff combine things like that so we don't have a lot but even the little bit that we do we were just talking about you know what could we do with that the other day and and also you know how can we just do even more recycling than we currently are so we're, we you know we're exploring the small things as well as the bigger things like solar and and, and the fridge investment as well so we just keep chipping away at it all the time well that's i think there's testament to your cafe that there's not much food waste because probably one there's lots of empty plates because the food is delicious which is good but also really good uh intelligent chefs uh, and cooks that are able to cook food uh be you know resourceful less wasteful use the whole um vegetable use the whole animal so that's that's testament to your to your cafe yeah. and there's people that work there yeah absolutely mm. okay what we're finding in every sector not just hospitality but in construction and manufacturing that when this transformation what is actually doing it's actually starting new business models it's actually starting to find that when people start to deliver their business in a certain way they're seeing opportunities and innovation within your sector have you seen any like new business models by people transforming with a low carbon business um business model are you seeing new trends at all 
Only, um, I'd say, smaller things. So like the um, automated um, dispensing systems, for instance, that you're seeing in supermarkets and other farm shops so that there's less plastic used and people can weigh out what they want in terms of those dispensing systems in the actual shops. So, you know, people selling, I don't know, rice or pasta or cereals or whatever it may be in that way rather than in packaging. So we're seeing things like that, but, but I've not seen any major things in, in our industry yet. I think there are in some farming sectors, but I'm afraid ours is a relatively small farm and I, I don't know enough about those things. So yeah, it's, it tends to be kind of, yes, smaller innovations, I'd say so far. That's not to say that there might not be something else that comes out of it, but but not so far. So, Well, it's really interesting that you mentioned you know, single-use plastics or wrapping and packaging that actually that that's probably where the new business models are going to come from because the the plastic wrap you know as as a as, in terms of its function is really hygienic it keeps the meat for much longer obviously it's got more longer life it means that there is less waste but obviously plastic pollution comes with its own downside as well so the innovation is going to be how do we preserve produce how do we you know keep all types of uh, products for longer but whilst not using plastic that gets thrown away and can't be recycled or even the ones that can't that can be recycled we need to look at new ways so maybe that's where the innovation is now is trying to be able to keep produce for longer travel further without using plastic but i'm i'm waiting for that day because i know i know the technology exists but it's Mm. expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not seeing that kind of come through on any kind of scale at the moment. Um, but I know, I know there are companies out there working on that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we, for instance, we've trialed of some um, plastic-free film on butchery, for instance. But it, but it, it just doesn't stick over the trays well enough. It doesn't keep the meat well enough, whatever. So there's much more innovation needed in that sector to be able to do it. I mean, what we've got is compostable, but I'm sure that we can do better than that. But it's got to be practical as, as well. I mean, we do encourage people to um, bring their own containers in so that we can, you know, put their meat or or pork pies or whatever it may be into that. But not many people do it, and, and a number of farm shops do do that. Um, but there's definitely more work needed in terms of innovation in that sector, for sure. Well, I think that's, that's the low-hanging fruit there, isn't it? Is to get more customers to bring in their Tupperware, their package it, their containers, and get you know get the and get the meat straight directly into that, take it home straight into the fridge. And um, yeah, if we can try and encourage that, so hopefully this net the network and the podcast will hopefully get will reach more people and, and maybe there's a there's a campaign there to try and educate people to just have these kind of containers and, and bags with them all times when they go to the shops and go to you. And I, I'm a big believer in that, you know, I would much prefer to go to a local organic farmer or farm shop like yours, get the produce, bring it home and, and pay that little bit more and then eat it a little bit less. I think that's it's better for for health it's better for the environment and um no i'm a big believer that um i'm a you know the packaging and tupperware is the way forward for the time being until we can think of other solutions yeah 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 so is there any other areas within your industry or your business that you can see other revenue streams that might come around from this transformation I think that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing lots of diversification across the farm retail sector, but it's 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 on uh, offering um, on-farm experiences. So everything from, you know, sunflower picking to pumpkin picking to, to whatever that may be. But it, I wouldn't say that's particularly around the reducing carbon thing. That's where the innovation is going. So, um, 
I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, yeah, at the moment. Well, it's interesting that you say that because the educational side of things the, the you know the young people getting the hands dirty picking things going out into the into the countryside and seeing that actually does have a direct relationship with climate and the environment because if more people it's not just young people anyone understands where their produce comes from and why eating more fruit and vegetables is important and how it comes and and the, and the amount of work that goes into farming we should never yeah. feel, i think if more people respected the amount of work that goes into farming i think people would respect food more i think they would respect where their food comes from more and that has a direct relationship to the environment and into climate so I, I quite like that i think there's probably a whole other conversation we could have about education and experiences because i think schools could be doing more from that yeah. respect yeah i agree and um, we do it in a very small way at, at Crutes because we have um an event called um, open farm sunday which is actually a, a national event um organized by leaf and that happens in june every year it's designed exactly to do that to help the local community to learn about farming and where their food comes from and we have about 1500 people that come on that Sunday and they learn about the sheep and how we look after the sheep yeah it, it always is a very very popular day um, and we do butchery demonstrations and everything like that and um, I'm, I know some farm shops are doing it in a much much bigger way than we are but but for sure that the desire is there to learn more so um so yeah brilliant incredible okay I um, would like to talk about supply chains now because it sounds like you know you're doing some amazing things you're looking at energy the way that you sell your produce the way that you um, manage your own business mm. so in terms of like your supply chain is there anything that you're doing to kind of monitor their environmental impact or is there any kind of conversations that you have with that or is there any kind of vetting that you do in terms of your supply chain to make sure that the full the full supply chain is environmental and ethical in terms of the supply chain, then um, we try and do a large percentage of our products either ourselves, if we can, or um, from very local producers um, wherever possible so that we're getting low food miles. So around 70% of what we actually sell is either from very local producers or, or is made on site ourselves. In terms of those other suppliers that we work with, so yes, we absolutely look in terms of the supply chain, we look at um, what their environmental sustainability credentials are. So for instance, we've picked a wholesaler to work with uh, very closely at the moment, suppliers with the products that we can't get. That uh, does an awful lot from a uh, kind of environment point of view and a packaging point of view as a certified B corporation. So it's our preference to kind of deal, deal with them. And also we're, we're always looking for suppliers who are doing different things from packaging point of view as well in terms of less plastic uh, wherever possible. So, yeah, so it's a conversation that uh, my uh, management team in terms of they're the ones that, that predominantly are dealing with suppliers that are asking all the time and we're trying to find those people that are going down that route and have got uh, the right sort of packaging solutions as well so yeah Great. brilliant amazing okay so this is actually we're on the last section now it's been amazing okay. so this is all about partnerships it's all about networks and helping people that are listening to this show in terms of the work in which you do is there anything out there in terms of other resources that's really helped you and that you can gather information or other opportunities 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned a couple of them earlier on. I mean, in our sector, um, I've relied on a couple of organisations specifically. Um, so there's a, there's a farm retail association that has got a lot of information to help us. And also many of the farm shops that are part of that are also very willing to um, you pick the phone up and help as well and give you uh, and ideas and stuff. So, so that's great. I also am a member of the um, Country Landowners Association as well, um, who also have got uh, fantastic uh, resources in terms of the whole sustainability agenda. And I've attended you know, workshops and um, all kinds of things, both face-to-face and online. Again, you can pick the phone up, talk to the office, and they'll help you on all those kind of things as well. So that for me, in my sector, they've both been a fantastic source of help for sure so um yes brilliant and and what we'll do is on the show notes of this podcast we'll put the links to to, to all of those and um, we'll put it into the comments as well on, on whatever platform the other thing i'd kind of like to jump on is the sort of collaborations and partnerships so are you seeing any really good partnerships and collaborations with people in your sector or you know, people working together and helping each other is there anything that you'd like to mention about that in what in what sense? What what kind well, of? Well, I suppose you... like farmers and food retailers and producers. How, how are people working together and helping each other? Well, I think that people uh, say th- through those two organisations, there's a lot of networking that goes on and a lot of support to each other. So there are you know regional uh, groups in both those two national organisations that I mentioned where people can get together and learn from each other and share best practice. So, and that can be anything really um, in terms of the, whether it's uh, to do with the farm or to do with cafes or, or retail or whatever. That that happens right across the, the sector that I'm in. Very lucky in that respect and that we get that fantastic support. I guess, you know, at the end of the day, we're not in like direct competition with each other. So it's it's great that that, that happens. So, yeah, so there's, I wouldn't sort of call it a, a sort of partnerships as such, but certainly there's a lot of support um, there and um and people that you can call on all the time in, in the sector. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Okay, cool. So anyone that's listening to this, where would you like to send them to find out more about, about the, uh, the farm shop and cafe? Um, our website is on uh, www.croots.co.uk. <laughs> great. It's great names. Using your surname is amazing. I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Well, look, Kay, thank you so much for your time. It's been amazing. I think it's been really inspiring. I think the work that you're doing at the cafe and farm shop is inspirational uh, and long may it continue. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. The Low Carbon Business Podcast is brought to you by the University of Derby. Thank you to all our partners. The show is produced by Seed. Audio by Guru Music. Please remember to like and subscribe and leave a review on the platform you're listening to this on. To get in touch, contact us using the links in the show notes. We'd love to hear about your business, project or idea. Save money, protect the environment and re-energise your business. This is the Low Carbon Business Podcast.